I'm Jenny Owens, and today I'm here to talk about the information conundrum in healthcare, how much information it's possible to generate on yourself and your body and your health, and how much of that information is really actionable. The reason why I was thinking about this is because in my previous work with genomics, I spent a lot of time thinking about Craig Venter and the downstream effects of Craig Venter and his innovative spirit. And for those of you who don't know Craig Venter, um, he was the person who in the late 1990s was in a technological race with the federal government to sequence the full human genome. He was successful in doing this along with Francis Collins at the NIH in the year 2000. Big moment for healthcare. Very exciting. Opened whole new frontiers. In 2016, Craig Venter got prostate cancer. And the reason why he knew that he had prostate cancer was because in the intervening years, between the year 2000 and the year 2016, he had started a company called Human Longevity Incorporated. And the model of healthcare practice by Human Longevity Incorporated is one of repeated early testing and imaging. So whole genome sequencing was done on Craig Venter. He had regular imaging. When he had a PSA that seemed a little off, but the doctor said everything is fine, he went back and reprobed, rediscovered, looked at his genome, and said, actually, I do think I do have prostate cancer. He was treated. He is healthy and happy today, which is stellar. But it makes one wonder, why don't we do whole genome sequencing on everybody? Why don't we have that information at the ready so that our doctors can refer to it? And the answer is that it's actually really difficult to convert the high volume of genetic information into something that is actionable. So ge genetic files are large. That's lot, absolute tons of information. And the signal to noise ratio is actually quite low. Um, doing the testing and extracting meaningful results from the testing, although we have come a long way since the year 2000, still requires massive amounts of data storage, uh, requires specialized technical expertise. And we are still building our scientific library on what variants and what genes mean what and do what. The real challenge is not just extracting useful information out of your genome, but extracting actionable information out of your genome. It is almost like if I, if I change our, our metaphor here, so in, instead of having cancer, let us say that my basement has flooded and I'm going to go to my encyclopedia or perhaps to Wikipedia if I'm less than 150 years old, and I'm going to ask it to show me everything it's got on floods. And that may give me information on how to fix a flooded basement. It may also give me information on how having had a flooded basement affects my house value. It may show me historic maps of floodplains. It may tell me where my watershed is and what weather events upstream have caused this flood. All of that is information that is relevant, but very little of it is actionable when my basement is actually flooded. So when I have cancer, to return to our hypothetical example here, it does not do me much good to know that I have genes that indicate that I may have several familial cancer syndromes. I already have cancer. What I am looking for is the information that will tell me which drugs or surgical approaches my cancer is most likely to be susceptible to, which may or may not be contained in my genome, but it is going to be there with a lot of other information that is irrelevant and may distract my caregivers. There are a lot of operational barriers to providing whole genome sequencing on every patient who walks into a hospital. Although we have made a lot of strides since the year 2000, uh, genetic files are still some of the largest files that we deal with in healthcare. Um, it requires absolute tons of storage, maintaining an archive where you can actively query that data in a way that is meaningful is difficult technically. 
um, still requires some specialized technical expertise in order to really read that information and to, to get something useful out of it, especially given the various scenarios in which one might want to probe one's genetic information. So I might want to have it examined when I am, for example, thinking about having children. I might want to have it examined again when I find that family members are starting to come down with cardiac conditions. I may want to have it examined again if I come down with cancer or with it, something else. And all of those are different situations that require very different technical and medical experts expertise. The other issue with preemptive genetic testing, especially broad genetic testing without a, a real target, is a philosophical one. And I find myself really wrestling with what is the value of knowing information versus what is the value of ignorance. So if I were to be genetically sequenced. I might have information about familial cancer syndromes, which might lead me to get colonoscopies earlier or more often, and that might save my life, and that is great. I might also learn, for example, that I have a rare genetic disorder that my children may have inherited. And up until now, I am not showing symptoms. This is not anything that is preventable. This is not anything that I can do. But then I would live the rest of my life with that knowledge that this was something that might occur to me or it might occur to my children. And I do think that in healthcare especially, we often err on the side of wanting to know as much as possible. We really place a high value on knowledge and we underrate ignorance. I think it is important to remember that patients have the right to not know information about their health as well as to know information about their health. 